Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. So, hey guys. <laughs> Welcome to Forward Farming Podcast. That was smooth. <laughs> like that intro? Yes. So, tonight we are going to be talking about different ways that we stay positive especially on social media and kind of in life. This episode may or may not be sponsored by alcohol of all types. (laughs) Is it ever not? (laughs) True. (laughs) Tonight especially. I'd ask what you're drinking, but it's probably Bush. It is. You read my mind. Yep. I see you have another twisted tea. I do. But I have a bush shirt on, so, I mean, it's almost like I'm drinking it. Right. We'll take it. I just, I like bush after, like, a long day of work, you know? Yes. When you're, like, just hot and it's so refreshing. Um, But Twisted Tea, man, it just... Gets you going. refreshing, too. (laughs) Gets me in the podcast mood. I don't think I've ever had a Twisted Tea before. Really? Really. Mm. You'll have to try some. I mean, do you like iced tea? Yeah, I do. So you'd probably like it. It really doesn't taste like alcohol. That can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Makes a good chart beer, though. Anyways, uh, what is your low for the week? Mm. My low is really dry here. We haven't had rain since July 14th. So that's been about a month. So the grass is extra crispy. The cranberries are still doing well, but everything else is just super dusty, very dry, kind of gross. Do you have like a a limit on how much you can irrigate or how much water you can use? Not really. We have to record everything for how much we irrigate. Um, So whenever I irrigate in the mornings, I have to write down the times and we have like a conversion for like how many minutes you run equals like so much, like a certain amount of water usage. Oh, okay. And then at the end of every year, we have to submit a report, a water use report to the DNR. And then they kind of monitor it, monitor it that way. So we have to keep a close eye on. We, have, we just have to control, like we just have to write down everything that we do. Yeah, not like do it. use it. Yeah. Okay. I was listening to... um the Midwest Farm Life podcast and Whitney was talking about how they they like can only use a certain amount of water so like they're so dry and they're in a drought but they can't even irrigate as much as they need to to keep their crop going so that kind of sucks. Yeah thankfully I mean we have a pretty high water table here so we, we're not really on a sh- shortage of water. Oh it is a rough word night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So we have plenty of water out here, so we're, it'll be a be a bad day when we run out, um, but don't see that happening anytime soon, thankfully. So I feel I feel for a lot of those farmers that have to monitor their water usage because we would not make it if we did. Well, and it's just hard, and then it's like one more thing you need to worry about. Right. Yeah. Just one more thing that's out of your control, which we'll get into later. Um, yeah. What is your low for the week? Um, Milo, I, I had to chase my chickens around the other day, had to catch one, and 
I had weed whacked, um, I don't know, a couple of days before this happened. And it was right after we got done pouring concrete, so I had my shoes off. Oh, I no. had really, like washed them off. And I, I had socks on, but whatever, that's beside the point. So I'm like running around trying to chase these chickens. And I kind of went behind their coop where we'd wet a lot of like random weeds. And I thought I got into burning nettles. No. My feet hurt so bad. And then, yeah. So anyways, my foot, like it's on fire, right? And I was kind of like itching it, but I was trying not to itch it. And then the next day I look at it and Joey's like, that's not burning nettle. That is that, um, uh. Oh, that yellow plant. Yeah. Why is it? I can't think of it. Shoot. What is it called? <laughs> I know what you're talking. Pars- wild uh, parsnips. Wild parsnip. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is all over my feet right now. Um, and it like, it comes and goes with the pain and the itchiness and stuff. So oh, I'm trying no. not to do it. But yeah, basically I've had socks on um, and then I've been wearing like Crocs and stuff. I can't wear sandals right now because it kind of hurts. But yeah. So if you chase your chickens around, just oh. wear some dang shoes. Ouch. Um, also, I'm just going to... For word, for word, <laughs> the audience that Joey is on night shift this week. That means Miss Sophia will be around. I, I bribed her with a popsicle. I told Amber we had five minutes, and I think it's been about five minutes. It was five back. minutes. <laughs> Got that going for us, but what's your high for the week? My high, let's see. Um, I shot my bow last night, and it went pretty well. I got to tune it in a little bit before the season starts in five weeks. So that was, that was that good. Yet. I was getting up to 30 yards, which is impressive <laughs> <laughs> when I couldn't even shoot 15 a couple years ago. So woohoo. Yeah, that's good. We're hoping to get our food plots planted this weekend. Yeah, we planted but... ours a couple months ago and they're all burnt up now. So we're thinking a second oh. one, a second plant coming up pretty soon. How about you? What was your high? Um, well, my high was going to be that my cow Lacey was doing pretty good yet, still kicking, but good. Um, I guess I better do another high since you told me I had to. Um, <laughs> I was so pumped for this. I know. So uh, Quick Trip reposted a picture of the kids um, eating their pothole pizza, which is their new frozen pizza. Um, so that was pretty fun to see. Yeah. What kind did you have? We had the, well, we've had all of them, but that picture was the pep rally one. It was like the one that they're partnering with the Packers for. So it's pepperoni pizza, but it's so good. Yum. Especially for a frozen pizza. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Sophia kind of sold it for me and Joe, obviously. It was so cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they love pizza, but like they really love this pizza. (laughs) Is and it I didn't have to put extra cheese on it, which is Ooh, pretty impressive. Smart. Like I almost always have to put cheese. Ah. Stop, please. Was it like super saucy? Um, not terrible. It's like it's super cheesy. I had it in the um our pizza oven, and the one time I made it, I made it in the oven itself, and I didn't have it like on a tray, I just had it right on the thing and it like the cheese was like oozing over i was oh, like no. oh <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i had to like flip it around but no it's it's really good for a frozen pizza so good that's Props good to, to know quick trip yeah yeah they know they know their audience more cheese about they really do 
picture of like they, they know their audience they know their marketing like they just they're pretty good I want to be friends with their social media person like some of the tweets that they've been coming up with lately are just mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think I saw a tweet where it was, someone was like what would Midwesterners do if Culver's merged with Quick Trip or something and then they retweeted it back like they'd probably lose their damn minds and yeah <laughs> I couldn't even I would never leave I would probably build a house inside of the- Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> if I like ever had to get another job, it would it would totally be to work with Quick Trip Marketing. Like, yeah, just to tweet out random things. <laughs> so funny. They Love say it. what we're all thinking, right? Which good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Got any goals for the week? <laughs> what was our goals last week? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sleep deprived this week. I'm just, I'm past the point of slap happy. I'm just dumb. I ju- like I point. literally, I just literally listened to our episode this morning <laughs> and I don't remember what our goals are. Um, uh, well, they must've been good ones. Yeah, we must've crushed them. <laughs> we crushed them so early in the week we can't even remember. <laughs> Did you set any new goals for the week since we can't remember ours from last week? <laughs> um, yeah, my goal, I guess, this week, I've got um state show coming up next week. So my goal is to just kind of get everything I need to get done on the farm and stuff. So that way when I'm gone, like, there's minimal stuff to do. They can just feed calves and be done with it. Um, and then, yeah, just getting them ready and heading up to lacrosse. How many cows are you showing? I'm bringing just two heifers, so it'll be pretty uh, laid back. That's how Good. I like it. <laughs> so how is that? Is it going to be much different this year compared to other years, like with showings and stuff? Or like, walk me through this thing, because I don't know what it's like. Yeah, so with COVID, it's a little bit weird. Um, We've got, like, a waiver we have to sign. Um, (laughs) It's like a little (laughs) whack-a-mole. She's just, like, popping up. (laughs) She never leaves. (laughs) Um, So I've got a waiver I have to sign just saying, like, okay, you know, you're going to be around other people, yada, yada. Um, Since we're like in the barns with like good airflow and stuff we don't um we're not required to wear masks um but like any i mean any indoor place obviously wisconsin started their mask mandate so we'll have to worry about that but uh yeah other than that they're just they're asking for like no spectators no like outside people coming in um if my mama have a turkey No. With the mom. No. <laughs> You're not a twisted teeth. <laughs> and then this year too, so normally the like Wisconsin has their own state show or whatever and they're kind of merging it with Minnesota State Show. Um so it's like the I don't know if it's a, a regional show now. I don't know what they're calling it, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I'm just excited to like 
to leave for a little bit. Or, you know, get a couple days away. Yeah, I I totally get it. <laughs> What's your goal for the week? My goal is probably we are going on a little weekend getaway this weekend. For Dan's birthday, we're going up north. And I haven't told him where we're going. Uh, but we have... Uh, we're going to Grand Marais, Minnesota. <laughs> it's like way up in like north, almost by Duluth. I think it's past Duluth. Oh, okay. So we're going to go there for the weekend and kind of catch up on sleep and get away from the gremlin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You're not taking him with? No. My parents, <laughs> my parents bravely volunteered to watch him for us. So we'll oh, see what, good for them. Yeah, we'll see what the house is like when we come back. So, let's see. Someone told me to. Someone told me to mix Vaseline with like chili powder, and rub it on the walls oh. so he won't chew on it. He'll probably like it. He does. He loves it. Oh god. <laughs> so it's been um, it's been something. He's definitely kept us up a lot this week. Uh, it was cold this week, so we had to kind of watch for frost a little bit. It got down to like 39, I think was the coldest we got overnight. <laughs> so we would have to set our alarms in the middle of the night to wake up, and every time our alarm would go off, the dog would just start barking and barking. This is why I drink. And on that note, how do you say so darn positive? With everything you have going on, like it, it makes me stressed how much stuff you have. How do you, how do you keep it going? It makes me stressed too. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, gosh, it's like a, it's a mindset thing. I know that if I, like I, I have anxiety about a lot of things and I know if I don't talk about it, then it just kind of builds up in your head, you know? So I think Instagram, oddly enough, has helped with that a lot because, like, when I've got anxiety about stuff or, like, little things that are kind of stupid that go wrong and stuff, I just kind of joke about it more so on Instagram. And then I feel better because I talked about it. I usually get messages like, oh, my God, I'm the same way or, you know, like, oh, that happened to me too. So then you know that you're not alone. And it just, yeah, getting it off your chest kind of feels good. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm not going to say that I'm not a negative person, but I, you know, I complain a lot. I'm not going to lie. But I always, <laughs> I was trying to find like the positive side of things or like yeah. I use sarcasm to kind of make it better. That's, I don't know, that's the way I've always been. I don't like awkward, bad situations. So I usually try to make someone laugh when something bad happens. Yep. I do that in my own mind. <laughs> I love that. I kind of do that too, except I, um, I just make everything more dramatic than it really is. So it's not, it seems bigger and like more funny to me with the more dramatic I am about it. And then when I go back and think about like what the situation is really like, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Like I built it up so much that it's actually not that bad. <laughs> so like when you're hunting yeah, and you've got a dinosaur outside, you're blind, <laughs> but it's not that bad. I had the same thing happen to me today. I'm out putting out my trail cameras in the middle of the day and I'm on a four-wheeler and I'm <laughs> throwing a rope around a tree to tighten up my trail cam. 
And I hear like that dinosaur noise again. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> I'm in a different spot. I'm like, this isn't the trees. What is this? And then I hear like trees breaking and stuff. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to get eaten. And then just like crash. And like these three, <laughs> these three deer come like sprinting out of nowhere. And <laughs> I just get cold sweats. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, well, this is going to be great. <laughs> it's the middle of the day and I'm already scared. This is where it ends. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. No one's going to find me. <laughs> hey, Dan, if you're listening to this, can you uh, get some toy dinosaurs and just like put them in front of the camera and get some good shots for us? Thanks. <laughs> oh. One of these weeks, I... I'm, I'm just not going to show up. You're going to be like, oh, where's Amber at? And then you're going to read in the paper. <laughs> local girl got eaten by dinosaurs <laughs> and you're gonna feel so terrible about it i mean i'm probably gonna laugh for like two seconds and then i'll be upset like oh yeah of course that's how Amber's gonna die dinosaur <laughs> i know i told you this um like in a message a long time ago but in uh the movie how to lose a guy in 10 days and like <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, how he, like, gets bit by the chipmunk and, like, the dolphin comes up to him and stuff. That is you. Did I ever tell you my dolphin story? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm deathly afraid of dolphins. Uh, when I was little, like, three, maybe, three or four, I was swimming down in the Gulf of Mexico down in Florida with my dad and my brother, my older brother, and we were probably, like, in knee-deep water, so it was pretty shallow, and all of a sudden, I see these fins coming at us, and I freak. I thought they were sharks. And then this dolphin starts nudging me, and then he pushes me underwater. <laughs> that would be traumatic if you're only three years old. So my brother is like climbing my dad like a tree, and I'm just there, like, whoa! <laughs> How did that go again? <laughs> Again, it probably wasn't that dramatic, but that's what I remember. <laughs> so my dad had to be like pick me up out of the water and like carry me off. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. So you're you're not wrong on that. <laughs> uh, so yep, dolphins and dinosaurs—they're they're gonna get me. <laughs> but you're staying positive about it. Yes, I am. I only. <laughs> I only buy tuna that has dolphin in it. Is that even a thing? I don't know. I always see cans of tuna that says dolphin free, so I just look. Really? <laughs> oh, God. I don't buy tuna ever, so. Next time you're at the store, keep an eye out. Just kidding. I, I really don't. I don't buy dolphin tuna. Oh, okay. Well, There's that's a nice a story. <laughs> a story about a woman poaching dolphins. It was Amber. <laughs> it's me. There's a thing going around Facebook a couple years ago where it was like a post of a cranberry harvest. And then um, they're like, oh, are you buying dolphin free cranberries? Because they use they use nets, apparently. And they're like making a joke that apparently corralling cranberries is like corralling tuna and dolphins get stuck in there. And I had like 10 people send it to me as a joke. Like, oh, my God, is this true? Yes. Yes, it is. There's dolphins out sure. there. So how deep is the water when you harvest cranberries? 
24 inches. Oh, that's probably not enough to put a dolphin in. All right, never mind. Maybe I'll uh, get Bear and give him one of those life jackets with a fin on the back. Oh, yes. We'll stay. Or it. you could get like a baby dolphin. Do they have those <laughs> on the black market? <laughs> Don't spit out your bush. <laughs> Don't say that. That's weird. <laughs> uh, um, I will, I'll search the dark web for baby dolphins. See what okay. I can find. <laughs> I'll throw in like five bucks to get it. <laughs> well, okay, that, that took an unexpected turn. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, another um, thing I wanted to <laughs> mention about staying positive. Um, there's like a quote. I don't know what it is. I'm not good at that stuff. But just about like surrounding yourself with positive people. Like mm -hmm. you're most like the five people you surround yourself with or something like that. So if you're not surrounding yourself with positive people and like, you know, the type, the people that complain about everything that never yeah. can find the positive and like, I just, I can't deal with people like that. Um, anytime I am like around someone like that, I have to exit, exit the building or uh, like on Facebook and stuff. If someone is complaining 24 seven, yep, unfollow. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's one of the things. If I have someone that's not making me feel positive or that's, like, making me feel worse about myself, I am not afraid to block them, mm -hmm. delete them, not talk to them, because it's not worth it, and it's going to rub off on you eventually. Right, and I think especially farmers, we kind of have that ability to see the good in a lot of situations just because we are dealt with so many uncertainties and you know, with farming, there comes a lot of loss and heartbreak and just unexpected crappy things. And we just have to learn to deal with it and find the positive in a situation like that. Um, for us, especially during the summer months, a lot of it, we're very dependent on the weather as there are many other farmers. So like right now, you know, going through this drought, if we were to get a really bad storm and it would wipe out, you know, a majority of the crop, you can't just sit there and feel sorry for yourself and be like, oh, well, this is awful. Why me? Like you can for a minute, but then you kind of just have to pick yourself back up and realize that there's always next year. Like that's why you have insurance or, you know, for instances, you know, you just always have to find the silver lining in things. And I think a lot of farmers have this mindset. So being a part of like the egg community on Instagram and like social media, it's generally like a pretty positive place to be because everyone is kind of not everyone, I guess, but most people are, have that happy-go-lucky kind of attitude, and they always kind of just live day by day and, you know, are just appreciative of their surroundings, which is a real refreshing change of pace from the outside world, I guess. Yeah. Now, I mean, now that you say that, I'm, like, even trying to think of any farmers that I've, like, been, like, oh, I can't even follow you anymore because you're so negative. Like, right everyone yeah everyone kind of sees the best in things like yeah there's drought going on right now and it it's heartbreaking but that's what insurance is for and you know like farmers are used to the heartbreak like you said but we we pull through like farmers mm -hmm. are the most resilient people on the planet right I mean just take a look at dairy prices you know what they were four months ago compared to now like that was scary you know, I'm mm -hmm. not even, I'm not even a part of that. And I was scared for you guys. Like I was, 
Ooh, so I mean, just to just keep persevering and not letting that stuff really drag you down and knowing that the market's always changing and, you know, there's going to be lows and there's going to be really high highs and you just kind of have to hope that that high is coming sooner than, you know, another drop or something. So yeah. Yeah. It's like when the, when COVID hit and stuff and the prices got so low, it was, I had to, I had to stop looking at the market prices is what I had to stop doing. Um, my boss and I would kind of like talk about it. Like if it was a really big drop or really high go uh, rise, whatever you want to call it. Um, we'd say something, but like you, you just didn't even want to really talk about it because honestly, at the end of the day, nothing was really going to change. We were mm -hmm. still going to milk our cows. We were still going to feed them. We're still going to bet them. We're still going to take care of the calves. You just kind of ride, ride out the wave. And then, I mean, now our milk price, we're not getting rich by any means, but our milk price is much more enjoyable to look at. Right. Uh, I know in the next couple months, it's, it's going back down. I'm not really sure why, but maybe that'll change. It's, you know, you just got to keep on trucking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something that really frustrates me and it's kind of, kind of a little bit of the reason why I started sharing my story on social media is I was tired of like mainstream media coming to us whenever there was like a really negative, um, negative thing going on in our industry or like during harvest, those are the only times that we would have media come out and kind of showcase the cranberry industry whenever there's like a really bad thing happening or like harvest, like something pretty. There's nothing in between. It was always just like bad or, oh, pretty, look at this. And um, for example, like last year and the year before, we were going through an oversupply issue. So we had more cranberries than what were being used. And we had to um, dump some of our crop at the end of the year. So, you know, news reporters picked up on that and then they immediately came running, like looking for a sob story. Like, like they would literally zoom in on my face and like look for a tear in my eye. Like it was so frustrating. They started playing like the sad music. Yeah, like the violin. <laughs> but they would just ask like these really awful questions that like you wouldn't ask a normal person like, what are you getting paid this year compared to the year previous? And it's like, well, do you want me to ask you what you're making as a salary this year compared to last year? Like, that's not a fair question to ask someone. And I don't feel comfortable saying that. So I took a media training course um, that the Wisconsin State Cranberry Growers Association provided for some of their growers. And they kind of helped you through like how to navigate these these awful questions that reporters would ask you and how to put a positive spin on it. So you're not saying like, oh yeah, this sucks. Like, I can't believe that they're doing this. And I can't believe that like all these tariffs are happening and uh, blah, 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 just nag about it. You know, you have to find the positive in the situation to make, to make it seem like it's not the end of your world or <laughs> that it's not causing you so many sleepless nights. Like you have to make it seem like you're doing okay. And I think, you know, it's okay to talk about, but not in large quantities like that. Like that's not the time yeah. or place to really showcase your struggles. I, I really hate that aspect of media that just, ugh, Oh yeah. They don't, yeah. They only care about when you're, I mean, even with like the milk prices and stuff, they, 
talked about how low they were, but then everyone freaked out when everyone started dumping milk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, from my understanding, everyone that was dumping milk was kind of still getting paid for that milk. So it's not like they weren't, like it sucked, yeah, that they had to dump it, but they were still getting paid for it. So it wasn't like they were just wasting, I mean, they were wasting milk. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. They, it sucked that they dumped it, but the positive was that they were still getting paid for that milk. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't think anyone's dumping anymore. Don't quote me on that. But the amount of people that kind of stepped up to like find a place or a home for that milk was pretty incredible. And then, so I didn't know that they dumped cranberries though. That is interesting to me. So are you like on a a supply or like a quota system? Not anymore, really. (laughs) So Ocean Spray is a co-op. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. So it's grower owned. And like, we just didn't have the demand for the fruit that we, that we used to like we, with our hybrids, as much as we love the new varieties that we have, they're just producing, they're just producing way more fruit than what we're used to. And we just didn't have anywhere to put that extra fruit. So ocean spray is really um, grinding right now to find new products. And that's why you see so many new products coming out on the market and they're kind of branching out and looking for different ways to use the entire fruit and they're also getting into more like medical in the medical side of things finding <laughs> she's so cute <laughs> uh just finding like different ways to include in like modern medicines and stuff which is which is cool i love promoting that kind of stuff um so we're not having as big of an issue this year as we were a couple years ago which is which is nice but prices still aren't the best just because there is just because there is <laughs> so if you do get into like a negative mindset what helps you come out of it um i'm kind of in like the i don't want to say the treat yourself mindset but sometimes you got to treat yourself you know mm-hmm. like if you know something is going to make you feel better whether it be an iced coffee from duncan or like find something online or you know just something little like that you do it and then you feel better like some mornings if I don't get enough sleep and I'm just exhausted and I'm like I just can't even today I will probably just drive to Duncan before work get a coffee and it like it's just like a little mood boost that you need to kind of get your day started um if I'm in like the middle of a day and I start having a bad day I usually just blast some music that I know will like pump me back up (laughs) and then I don't know you just like I know if I don't get out of my bad mood that I'm gonna obviously continue to be in a bad mood and it's gonna rub off on other people I'm gonna get home and be like not a great mom to the kids and you know not a great wife and stuff so I just I make myself get out of it it honestly I mean it's a mindset Mm -hmm. if you want to be in a bad mood you're going to stay in a bad mood. But if you, you know, you got to like rise above it and just figure it out. Tough love. (laughs) That's very inspirational. (laughs) That's a very mature way to go about it. (laughs) That's what the Twisted Tea says tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, 
Except some days I just don't want to be out of a bad mood. Like it just, it just sucks me down so hard. And like, I know I end up taking it out on Dan and he lets me know that I'm being a little uh, butthead about things. And so he'll call me out on it. And then it's like, if I don't already know, which I do, that makes it 10 times worse. So getting called on it is not the way to go. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same situation. I kind of like isolate myself just so I don't have to be around other people and like rub off on them. So I just Mm -hmm. like quarantine myself for a little bit. And then, like you said, I just listen to a lot of music or like listen to a podcast, something that's going to bring me joy in that moment. And then that kind of helps a little bit too, but I'm not big on talking about my feelings. I think that's just not my thing. So I, I, I shove it all in. I compartmentalize it. (laughs) <laughs> until one day when it just all erupts. Um, but yeah, that's that's my mature way of handling stress. <laughs> Welcome to adulting. <laughs> no, I can be the same way. And I like, like when I say things that are going bad on social media and stuff, that's me like trying to, I don't know, make fun of myself or like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying, but there's certain topics that you don't obviously want to like put on social media. Yes. <laughs> so like, if I if I know I'm in a terrible mood and I like, can't even get myself out of it, I just stay off social media because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't. You know, people are gonna realize it. I I like to be a positive light on Instagram and social media, and if I know that I'm not being that, I don't want to like. Mm-hmm. I just stay off. <laughs> Until I'm in a better mood. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm pretty good at like faking being happy sometimes too. So like if I am in a bad mood and I need to like flip a switch and be on, uh, I can do that pretty well. So if I do need to make like a social media post or something, like you never know I was in a bad mood. I'll just, I just fake it till I make it and then hope that the happiness sticks sometimes too, uh, which, which isn't the best or the healthiest, but you know, sometimes it works. We're all human. Yep. I don't think it, it wouldn't be natural to be in a good mood all the time. Right. And uh, we, we were talking about Enneagrams a while ago, and I am a six. And the way that we deal with stress, we sleep. I'm I know you said you like sleep a lot or like you're a, what did you call it? I'm a sloth. A sloth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, even when I was in college, if I got overwhelmed with like homework or something, I was like a fainting goat. I would just get like so worked up and I would just sleep, <laughs> uh, procrastinate to the max and sleep it off. That's, that's kind of how I roll with things. I wish I could do that. My thing, like if I get too stressed or like lately at night, I just like when I lay down to mm-hmm. go to bed, like all the anxiety that I have and like I just get these weird situations in my head and then I can't even fall asleep and it's like the stupidest things and I'm like why are you doing this to me brain like turn off like do you remember that argument you got with your mom back when sixth grade you should have said this instead of that and that would have been so much better (laughs) right it's yeah. just like I like worry about stupid things that would never happen, but I can't stop thinking about them then. And then, then I go to bed really late and then I wake up tired and then it's a vicious, vicious cycle. It really is. <laughs> but like then in the morning when I wake up, I don't have that anxiety anymore, which is weird because then I like realize how silly it all was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I should probably figure out what's going on in my brain. (laughs) It's crazy how much your brain can trick you into like stupid things like that. Like, like thinking there's a legitimate dinosaur out in the woods that's going to attack you (laughs) when it's just two trees rubbing against each other. (laughs) Like the tricks your brain can play is just, it's wild. Well, it's like, you know that it's, False, like obviously dinosaurs don't exist. Well, that we know of. Yeah, maybe. until you get one on your trail camera. But like, yeah, you know it doesn't exist, but it still exists in your head. Yeah. So I I did this thing a couple of years ago where I trained my brain to kind of cut back on the negative thing, like on negative thinking, and I I did it on myself first. So if I like got up in the morning, I got dressed and I was like, oh, this looks awful. Like you look, you look awful in this, find a different outfit or something, you know, like not to, not to think in that kind of mindset, but kind of switch it to a positive, be like, okay, like this looks good, but you know, that, that shirt isn't a good color for your skin tone or something instead of like being like, oh, you look so awful just to try to like not be so, not to have so many negative thoughts. And then you know, just really focusing on what you're saying to yourself really changed my outlook on how I thought about a lot of different things too, like how my view changed towards others, I guess. Like the more I was nicer to myself, the better my attitude overall was. And that was really helpful for me. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's hard. I kind of went through the same thing growing up. Like you put outfits on and you're just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. But if you can find like just that little positive in that, in whatever situation, if it's an outfit or something else happening, if you can find that little positive, it can change the whole outlook. Like it's not like you can never have a negative thought. Right. I think that's that's not realistic. But also it was kind of like a, okay, you have a negative thought, say two positive things, you know, in that certain moment or whatever. Or just like doing daily affirmations. I think that's super helpful to like just giving yourself a little pep talk throughout the day. Yeah. Be like, oh, you got this. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Like, you know, and like actually meaning it and not laughing it off. But that that can kind of change your entire mindset too and kind of get your day started off on the right foot. Do you follow Rachel Hollis at all? Yes. So she hasn't really been doing much lately because of the mm-hmm. divorce and stuff. But like. I used to start my mornings off listening to her and Dave's like little morning show. And it always put me in such a good mood and mindset because they were like always such positive people. And I guess that's another like surrounding yourself with positive people kind of thing. But like just starting the morning and like half the time they were talking about nothing really, but they always had like little punches of like, just keep moving forward and like motivating the heck out of you. So I, I kind of miss those. I love listening to them, but um, I know she's got the Start Today journal. I bought one, and I I really wanted to be able to do it because it, you start with like writing five like gratitude things every day. Um, I did it for one day, and then I stopped doing it because I'm really That's good how we roll. Yep. <laughs> but I I like to think that I still kind of do it in my head. Like, you just kind of, like, got to remind yourself what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so much to be grateful for. Like, I obviously know that I live, I don't want to say a blessed life because that's 
blessed hashtag blessed whatever <laughs> but like at the end of the day I have a roof over my head mm-hmm. I'm healthy my family's healthy we've got food to eat like I, I can complain but I really can't complain about much yeah like it's okay to be in a bad mood and to have like like icky days but as long as you still remember that at the end of the day I think that's that's kind of what makes tomorrow a little bit easier is just knowing that you you do have a lot to be thankful for and this isn't going to last forever. It's just a temporary thing. Yeah, especially with farming too. Like, I mean, if we didn't want to be involved in farming and it was that like terrible all the time, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Right. I mean, because you left and you came back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born into farming, but here I am. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, we're in it for the long haul and I think we both maybe are old enough to understand that there's going to be, there's going to be crappy days, but you just, I don't know, you got to keep finding the positive and everything that happens. Right. Amen. A to the moon. (laughs) I feel like we've been talking for a long time. Well, that's kind of what we do. That's okay. Do you have anything else to add? No, that's, that kind of wraps it all up, I guess. Um, (laughs) If you if you are struggling with things, just know that there's always someone available to talk to. And if you need to talk to one of us about it, please reach out to somebody and just know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through. As lonely and isolating as it may feel, especially living yeah. out in the country, like it, it's hard sometimes. And if you ever feel like you, you know, you're just really struggling, just reach out to someone, please. Anyway. That, that's kind of yeah, all I have to I've, say on that. I've been thankful to like meet a lot of great people on Instagram that I am able to vent to and that like understand what I'm going through. And like, I can, I don't want to say I can be negative to them, but I can like just lay it all out. Yep. And I know that they're not going to judge me because they feel the same way sometimes. And then they kind of just pick me back up. Um, so that's been really helpful to just, I, I think the most important thing to stay positive is to get your feelings out there to like, just spew them to someone. You don't have to make it public. You don't have to even like ask for any advice back, but just to like tell someone else and to know that you're not alone really helps. Mm -hmm. I agree. Do we want to read a review again? Do we have another review? We do. (gasps) I would love to hear it. Okay. This one is from, I turned sunshine into steak. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So it's a, it's a five-star review. Oh, yay. It is titled Hilariously Relatable Farming Podcast. And it says, I've been following both Amber and Becca on Insta for a while now and love the content they provide. Who knew cranberries could be so interesting? We all know cows are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listening to their podcast on my commute to work is a great way to start my day. Sophia's little giggles and the funny farm jokes are a delight, and the fact that they set their intentions for the week and are honest when they don't achieve them, which is like always, <laughs> uh, are a nice change to the unicorns and rainbows we are constantly bombarded with on social media. Great job, ladies. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to many more Wednesday morning coffee commutes with you. With you. Also, okay, so... <laughs> She wants, she wants to learn more about selling at the farmer's market, which would be a good idea for a podcast. Um, and then it also says PPS, fourth episode, and you're still not sponsored by Bush Latte or the Quick Trip yet. What are they waiting for? 
<laughs> Pretty soon you'll be too famous for them. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> Um, thank you for that. We appreciate all of the reviews. And um, please, please leave us some more. We love reading them. Yeah. We also love getting questions from you guys, too, on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> so I got a good one um, from TW Dairy Farm. She wants to know, did you guys know each other before being Instagram friends? No. <laughs> we're strangers <laughs> she won't even tell me where she lives <laughs> no I won't she doesn't know where I live <laughs> she lives in Wisconsin if anyone wants to creep on her I guess yeah yep that's all you need to know <laughs> um no I gosh I, I don't even know when I first started interacting with you on Instagram I think <laughs> I think one of like our my first interaction with you was when you had um you did like a sponsored post from Liberty Overalls <laughs> and you had a kitten in your pocket. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's adorable. I would totally do this." And I think I said something along the lines of how many kittens can you fit in your pocket? <laughs> I thought I could fit 3 now. I've got three really little ones. You have more baby. Ooh. Yeah, because my baby kitty had one. Not shouldn't have had them, but she did. And Their all... eyes are open now, so that means I can touch them. I have an idea. Yeah. I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> the rest of you are just going to have to wait. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Uh, but they're all happy, healthy kitties? They are, yeah. She's been a really good mama. I was kind of worried because she's... I mean, I don't know how old they're supposed to be before they have litter, but she just isn't, I don't know, she's not that big, so I was a little worried. Good. Glad they're all She's okay. a good mama. Yeah. But yeah, we, d we didn't know each other, and like I knew I wanted to do this podcast with Becca after we were talking about hunting stories, and I told her that I was afraid of dinosaurs, <laughs> and she said like, oh my god, me too, or something along those lines. <laughs> I don't think it was dinosaurs. <laughs> Maybe like Sasquatch or something, something more was, understandable. <laughs> I think it was just like walking to your stand in the dark. Like I, oh my God, I hate walking to my stand in the morning. I hate it. Yeah, and it's so, scary. Yeah. And then like when you, like when you hunt in the afternoon and you try so hard to like wait until it's dark out to get down, I rarely wait until it's nope. dark out. I am always out the door unless there's like, a doe or buck around me. I am, I'm back to the cabin before it's pitch dark. <laughs> oh, nothing beats an early morning sprint to your tree stand in the dark. <laughs> in my defense, though, I had a bear run past me once. Oh, I've so, never like, had anything <laughs> that I've seen. <laughs> I was too scared to even, like, get my phone out to, to even, like, record said bear, but we had it on the trail cameras, so we knew it was around, and I was... <laughs> In my stand, it was like the middle of the morning, and all of a sudden, I heard this terrible sound come out of the ditch. I look over, and this big old bear comes out and ran like right past. I'm my tree stand's like right on a trail, mm -hmm. um, probably like ten yards away, and this bear just came barrel assing out of the ditch and ran right past my tree stand, and I was just like, whoa, whoa like, what? <laughs> 
I didn't even know what happened. And he, thank God he ran right past me and just kept going up the hill. And then I remember I texted Joey and I was like, uh, oh my God, I saw the bear. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so, he's gone now, so. <laughs> a couple years ago, I had to text my dad because there was a possum underneath my stand and I didn't want to get out. <laughs> so I was like, dad, can you come pick me up? <laughs> Why don't you just shoot it? Because I had my bow and I didn't, oh. what am I going to do with the possum? They're kind of cute. I mean, I know that they're good for, like, mosquitoes. And, yeah. yeah. I guess in the woods, I probably wouldn't shoot one. But if we ever see one around the farm, we do. Because they uh, they're attack mean. chickens. Yeah. yeah. They eat chicken eggs. They eat chickens. And, yeah. They're kind of nuisance, nuisances around here. But. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid of a lot of things. <laughs> you should. Do you carry pepper spray with you? You should have pepper sprayed them. No, I don't. Uh-huh. Also, uh, fun fact, for home security purposes, you should keep a can of wasp, wasp spray wasp. in your, night, wasp. In your like nightstand. <laughs> because uh, wasp spray can spray farther than pepper spray, and it oh. is more, it hurts a lot more. So... That sounds like a terrible idea when you have toddlers in your house. True. Uh, <laughs> there, there's like a grenade pin in it, though, so you have to like release the pin to spray it. So hopefully they can't figure that out yet. And if they can, uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> Good to know. Guess who's back? Back I'm again. shady. <laughs> Sophia's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. <laughs> Do you well, want to say goodbye? Bye. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram or Facebook yet, you should probably do so. Forward Farm Podcast. Also, maybe leave us a review. Yes. Rating. Yes, please. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and <laughs> Stitcher. And if you guys listen to other streaming services, please let us know where else we should try to get on to. That makes your life easier because we'd love to have you as a listener. And Sophia would too. Yes, she would. <laughs> right, Sophia? Say right. 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 <laughs> All right, can you tell everyone bye? Bye. Oh, okay. Goodness. All right, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> bye. You're listening. Did you listening?